T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, first and second round games in Sacramento, California on Thursday and Saturday. From the Big Ten, the Northwestern Wildcats, 21 and 11. Coach Chris Collins, <laughs> coach of the year. Second trip for the Wildcats to the tournament. Hey, they have their fun. And they earned it. In Illinois. They earned it. Great Terrific surprise. season. Second place finish in the Big Ten, where they were 12 and 8. Who will they meet? Out of the Mountain West, it's the Broncos of Boise State. The Broncos go to consecutive NCAA tournament appearances for just the second time in their school history. Terrific season at 24 and nine. The eighth seed, the Razorbacks of Arkansas, sixth seed out of the SEC, a 20 and 13 season overall, and eight and 10 in the SEC. They'll take on the ninth seed Fighting Illini of Illinois, making it to their third straight NCAA tournament. Another great eight, nine game. Man, we've got some great eight, nine games. <laughs> Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. The Illini in the tournament. We're going to talk to Brad Underwood in a minute. And certainly Northwestern getting in the tournament. Northwestern out in Sacramento. Yeah. The Illini at least will be in Des Moines. I don't know if if that's... Do you fly to Des Moines from Illinois or do you drive? Oh, what I think you, you fly. It's about six yeah, hours. Yeah, I think you probably fly. Boy, were they happy. Northwestern. Yes. They get together. Yes. They had the public... Ceremony, the celebration, it was euphoric. It was fun. Chris Collins hugging players, players going wild. First time they've been there since 2017, second time in school history. We remember that year. That was special. Illinois, not quite ho-hum, but third season in a row, much different than the last two years. A couple years ago, they were the number one seed. Remember that? Sure. In the region. And then they were fourth last year, I believe. But there were higher expectations going into the tournament this year. This has been an Illinois team that has been up and down, inconsistent. We'll hear from Brad Underwood in a moment, but they go in against an Arkansas team that's tournament tested. They, with Eric Musselman, they've been to two straight elite eights. They've got a backcourt that's young and talented and projected with two freshmen to be guys who are going to be in the top 10 potentially of, the, of this NBA draft. So Arkansas, dangerous, and I think Illinois has a tougher challenge on Thursday the Northwestern does, both are going to be very difficult games. Yeah, Illinois is an underdog in that game, um, and and the Cats, I think, are a slight favorite, if I'm not mistaken. So it'll be interesting. We know that uh, we know that uh, Illinois um, ha- has had a an up-and-down year. I yeah. mean, a, a good year, don't get me wrong, but just fitting players in, making sure that you're, you're getting – I mean, their best players are guys that came from other programs and they're – kind of uh, 
it's extraordinary how well they've actually done uh, doing that, incorporating guys from the transfer portal into their starting rotation and winning. A lot of uh, teams haven't been able to do that. Well, Brad Underwood did a terrific job of navigating the transfer portal, getting the talent together, and then getting the most out of it this season. And here they are back in the NCAA tournament. And let's welcome in the coach himself. He joins us on the uh, the score hotline brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Brad Underwood here on the score. Coach, good morning. Congratulations. How are you? I am ter- absolutely terrific, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Well, we love getting a chance to talk to you. Your thoughts on uh, on the draw? Obviously, you, you look at where you're at. That Arkansas team is pretty good. They've got some good players. You're pretty good, and you got some good players. How do you feel about the matchup? Yeah, you feel good. You know, every game's hard. Uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter who you play. You've got 68 really really good basketball teams, and and you know, I feel like we've got a great advantage. We played in the Big Ten. Um, you know, it was evident this year that. Uh, uh, there was there was tremendous balance in this league, and and you see every style, and uh, you know. So I think it's, I think we're prepared, and uh, you know you've got to go play well, and you know it doesn't matter what seed you are. It's it's truly you got North Carolina last year as an eight making it to the finals, and uh, it's just a matter of uh, you know getting hot, making some shots, and and it's truly about matchups. Coach, great to talk to you again. I think you said yesterday it was the greatest day of the season. It always is every year, especially when you see your name on the screen. You said you needed to play with your – let your hair down a little bit and maybe take the pressure off your players. Uh, what does that mean in the context of this team and and how is this group equipped mentally to handle this challenge? Yeah, I think we play better that way. And, and I think that uh, – you know, this group is very young. We're the second lo- youngest Power 5 team. We've got uh, – we, we had nine new guys. And uh, uh, we do have experience in the NCAA tournament. Uh, it comes in, in, in with our transfers and, and Coleman Hawkins and some guys that have been in our program. But we, we also have a lot of new guys who haven't been there. And I want them to enjoy the moment. It's an honor to play in the NCAA tournament. And, uh, you know, there's no pressure. Uh, let's just go in there and – and uh, enjoy enjoy the process, enjoy the moment, enjoy preparing for it, and uh, you know let's go in there and and uh, have a lot of fun and, and and play as hard as we can. And at the end of the night, we'll look up and see if we got more points than the other team. So so it's Arkansas. Your next game after you beat them, very positive, uh, is probably Kansas. You've already beaten them in like a secret scrimmage, as I recall, back earlier in the year. Does the does that give you the edge you need? Well, I don't want to say we beat them. We play. We played a lot of. Uh, we played a lot of different. Uh, uh, we had a great segment with with Kansas in terms of. Uh, we just worked on so many different things, and and um, uh, it was a great. Uh, it was great for us. I think it was great for them. Um, yeah, there's familiarity, so that's you know Bills. Uh, put together one of the one of the great programs in the history of college basketball, and uh, you know all he seems to do every year is win the Big Twelve, and uh, that team is no different. They've got you know first team All American and Jalen Wilson, um, so you know you're going to have to play exceptionally well uh, to beat them. But um, you know I, there's not going to be any fear on our on our side. 
Arkansas has been to two straight elite eights. They have a backcourt that is young but talented. And you look at some of these NBA mock drafts and you see just how talented they're projected to be. On Thursday, what will go right? What has to go right for you guys to be in a situation where you feel like, okay, uh, this is this things are working well? What signs are you looking for early on against Arkansas? Well, you can't turn the ball over. And, you know, they're, they're an electric team athletically. Um, you know, they're very long. Uh, you know, they do have uh, guys at the NBA scouts like. That's not going to win them the game because they got NBA scouts. I mean, we've got NBA players too. Uh, and I think the one thing is, you know, if you have live ball turnovers against them, uh, athletically they're very gifted. Uh, they can get out in the open court. Um, you've got to you've got to avoid those types of, of of mistakes and turnovers and and make them earn it. And if you make them earn it, and they make shots, uh, you know, so be it. But uh, uh, that'll be a big key, uh, especially early in the game. You know, it's fascinating. I think to to see what you've managed to do with guys that have transferred in versus other teams. You know, it's it's not an easy thing to bring in players and be able to win with them even if they're as talented as guys like Terrence Shannon and and Matthew uh, Meyer what what uh, what is the key to getting that that together as you try to deal with uh, with kind of incorporating players into the program after they transfer in uh, communication you know I think in, in you know we had uh, Alfonso Plummer last year became an all-league guy uh, both Matt and, and Terrence were all league performers again this year. Um, and, and, and having them understand exactly what the expectation was coming in. And, you know, I also think a part of that for us has been that all three of those guys came from high major programs. Um, uh, you know, it wasn't a transfer up or a transfer down. Not that that's a key, but it's, it, it's, it's been important. Uh, they've both been uh, this year. Both guys have been exceptionally co- well coached. Um, so that's helped to make the transition. But but I think the biggest thing is just them understanding the expectation we have for them coming in, and then trying to get them to live up to that. And in in, in Matt's case and Terrence's case, both those guys are are all league and have had great great seasons. And uh, we hope that continues for another uh, few weeks. Coach, I don't know which is more entertaining sometimes, watching your team play or watching the post-game press conferences to see what your reaction <laughs> will be. It's been a season full of ups and downs. And, and I just wonder, in, in your words, how would you describe the ups and downs and the toll it's taken on you? Because some nights you guys look great. And other nights I think that you describe it very well and you've been very openly critical at times. But there have been ups, there have been downs. How would you assess what you have been through this year? Yeah, you know, I think that it was expected. Um, you know, I think that, you know, a year ago when you're when you're a really old team, you you know what you know who you are, you know what you have. Uh, this year, it's been I, I've said it many times. There was going to be speed bumps in the road, and and there was going to be some highs because we we do have good players, and then you know beating UCLA, beating Texas, um, you know early, maybe skewed a few things that people forget that we're young. And every experience is a new experience for this team. And, and uh, we had to go through some of those. So it, it's been expected. It hasn't, it, it's not always fun, uh, you know, dealing with a lot of freshmen. 
uh, that that are playing major minutes um, can be some some growing pains, and and we've gone through that. They've handled that exceptionally well, and uh, yet you know you've got to go through adversity to get better. And I think the the maturity of this group has has handled some of those ups and downs, and and uh, you know I think it's got us in a position where. You know, we're back in the NCAA tournament again, and, and we sure don't take that for granted. You know, we're one of the, the few Big Ten teams in the last three or four years to be in every year. So um, we're excited about that, and we're, we're growing in the right direction. And uh, But I think it was expected. Uh, Coach, you've been you've been on both sides of this tournament, right? You've been an underdog and have, have won games, and you've been a, a, a favorite and have lost. It's just the nature of this tournament. How difficult is the is the predictability of this for you? Do you feel like you match up well with teams? Do you do you look at it and see, you know, it's a very difficult thing to you know survive in advance. I have no idea, hmm. <laughs> and I truly, I truly don't. I, I you know, it's, it 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 is. Um, it's about playing well. It's about it, it's it's literally a moment that can flip a switch. Um, you know, I've been a 14 and beaten a three, uh, been a 12 beaten a five and been a one and lost, uh, you know, in an eight, nine. And, and so it's, it's, uh, doesn't matter how good you think you are, or how good you might be playing. It's, it's literally a flip of a switch. It's an upset. It's, it's to somebody else. It's, it's something that is truly unpredictable. And so you, you're, you're prepared for everything and uh, expect nothing and you know in terms of of the bracket and you know it's uh it's a crazy tournament it's make makes it the best sporting event in my opinion and in, in in all of sports and you know it's it's loser go and, and go home and uh you know win in advance and however that comes about you just you just take that moment and and uh and run with it coach you you have one of those players in terrence shannon that can take over a game at any time. He has that special ability. We've seen it, and we've seen him struggle at other times, but I think when you have a player that gifted who can take over in a moment as big as Thursdays will be or this tournament will be, how do you find that balance between coaching and getting, you know, and, and, or, and letting him be free to do what he has to do to maybe sometimes take over games? Is there a balance to strike there? And I, I think one of the things that we feel really good about is we have some guys who, who, as we call them, are dudes. When the offense and the other team is scouted and they take your actions away, you have to have a guy who can go get a basket and and be able to take over a game. And and, and Terrence has done that. Uh, Matthew's done that. Um, you know, Terrence in the UCLA game. Uh, Matthew in the in the Texas game. Those guys have risen to that occasion. And they can go get a shot anytime, and and uh, you know it's 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 nice to have those guys. And players always rise to the occasion in the tournament. And and as coaches, it's our job to put them in those positions and let them go do their deal. Sometimes, coach, you mentioned uh, how good the conference is. In a lot of ways, the conference is reflective of how we're looking at this NCAA tournament. There were. Uh, just so many good teams, and it was hard to figure out how everyone would uh, would space out, how everybody would build up, and it's the same thing with this tournament. It's it's a lot like it. 
Are you pleased that you have a number one seed with Purdue? Are you pleased that you have as many teams as you do? Did anybody kind of get a raw deal in your opinion? Well, I think Purdue earned the right to be number one. There's no doubt. Um, You know, they've they've got – uh, they've got something very, very special with Zach Eady. Uh, he's he's unique. He was dominant, um, and and there's no doubt. I think this is what we're going to start seeing with the super conferences. Mm. Uh, is, is teams that um, like the Big Ten this year uh, beat each other up, and uh, all of a sudden you've got a whole bunch of teams that are on that six, seven, eight, nine line that are all equal and have all beat each other up and, and how we space those teams out in the future. You know, you look at, uh, you know, our two additions coming in and, and, and UCLA and USC, they're both in the tournament. Right. Um, you know, you start uh, looking at these super conferences and you start looking at a lot of very equal teams with really good coaches and really good players. And it takes a uniqueness like Purdue has this year with Zach um, to, to stand out. So, you know, the Big 12, same thing. Uh, you know, a lot of equality there. So I think you're going to start seeing 8, 9, 10, 11 teams in from a league and how they get seeded becomes a really hard task uh, based on metrics. I do think that uh, Rutgers got the short end of the straw. Um, right. I, was very, I was very disappointed. That's a heck of a basketball team. Um, I hate when a, they, they lost a, a key part to, to, to their team with an injury. But yet here's a team that went to Purdue and won. And uh, uh, Steve Peichel's a heck of a coach, and I think they deserve to be in the tournament. And, uh, but this league is phenomenal and uh, deserves everything and, and uh, all the credit and it, it, it gets. It, it deserves more than what it gets. Brad, before I let you go, do you have any history coaching against Eric Musselman? He's been a, around in very – Various places, and he's he's got a heck of a reputation. And will you take your shirt off if you beat him? <laughs> I can promise you, I don't look as good and without a shirt as he does. Uh, you know, I, I I know Must. I don't know him extremely well. You know, I, I I've uh, we were in a tournament last year in Kansas City with them and saw them play, but we weren't around them. We've we've. Um, uh, you know, he's he's got an NBA background, and I knew his father. Uh, I guess that dates me a, a little bit as well. But, uh, you know, just a heck of a coach who's done an unbelievable job at Arkansas and, and, and built uh, uh, what's been a very historic program. And he's, he's, he's brought that thing back. And he's, he's done it in recruiting. He's done it in, in coaching. And, and he's shown that as, uh, in the postseason here the last few years as well. Great stuff, Coach. Congratulations. We're really looking forward to seeing you in the tournament. Good luck, Brad. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me. Have a great day. That is Brad Underwood, the Illinois coach. That's fantastic. Congratulations to him. I I love it, man. I love this time of year. Yeah, and they do. He's right. They do have some dudes, as he calls them, and they could get on a roll against Arkansas. It's a very tough draw because Arkansas is just as deep and and has every bit as much talent, if not more. And they got a good formula, right? They got the NBA guys, et cetera. So it's pretty interesting to look at. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There's no feeling like seeing your name come up in the selection show. It's what you work hard for. It's what you, these guys lift weights, all the summer hours, is, that's the dream. You know, you want to be a part of March Madness and, and give yourself a chance to compete for a national championship. And we've earned that right. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. Always a delight when you see a local guy made good, and that is Chris Collins getting the job done at Northwestern, and they're in the tournament yet again, and we're delighted to welcome Coach Collins to the program. He joins us on the Score Hotline, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Coach, good morning. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Good morning. Always great to be on the show. I got to tell you, I um, the only thing I really know about Boise State is they play on a blue basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you know about them? You're heading out to Sacramento. Uh, first of all, I mean, it's just it's it's so great to see you back in the tournament, and I think we're all delighted by it. And now we start looking at the practical stuff, right? The the travel mm-hmm. involved and and uh, <laughs> and trying to deal with an opponent you're not familiar with. What? How quickly do you turn from the dancing machine stuff to, uh, to <laughs> preparing for a game? Well, the switch gets flipped pretty quickly, guys. You know, we, we had a lot of fun with our fans and family and everybody at the selection show. You hear your name called. You you embrace some hugs, and uh, and, and then you get to work. You know, our, our video people are unbelievable. Our video guy right away already had you know every every Boise State game on my computer uh coaches you know get after it right away you try to get as much intel info I had a chance to watch them a couple times on tv just kind of late night at home flipping through the channels and have always kind of respected what they've done their coach has done a great job out there Leon Rice but uh, I had a chance to watch some games last night and get more acquainted with their team and you know, contact some friends of mine who kind of coach in their league and, and get a better feel for them. And, you know, now we have three days uh, to get ourselves ready to play on Thursday. So uh, it'll be important prep days. And now, you know, for the guys to kind of flip that switch from excitement to, to back to work mode, because, 
you know, every, it's exciting to be there, but now that you're there, you want to win. And in order to win, you gotta, you gotta be at your best. You gotta be prepared and you gotta play really well. Cause all these teams are good now. Chris, it's not unlike 2017 when they shipped you out to Salt Lake city. So in terms of you're going West and whether it's logistics or the approach or trying to get your team in the right frame of mind and all the preparation in place, what did that experience do to help inform this year's experience and prepare you better? Yeah, I think you always draw on your experiences, right? I mean, you, you learn from what you did well, maybe things you might change. Um, you know, obviously 2017 was the first go around for us. So, there was even more hoopla, you know, than, than normal being such a historical event. But uh, I thought we prepared well for, you know, we went out there, had a, had a really good performance, played well, beat Vanderbilt in the first game. I thought we did a pretty good job in terms of logistically with travel and practices and, and all those things. So we'll, we'll draw back upon those experiences and, you know, we'll head out there tomorrow, um, get ourselves acclimated, obviously a time change and, you know, just getting used to, to, to a new environment. Um, you know, the day before the game is always, you know, pretty hectic with the open practice and media availability and, and all those things. But that's what the guys work for. It's exciting. Um, you know, I think we'll be prepared. I know the guys are really looking forward to it. Um, and they're hungry. You know, they, they want to go, you know, not only do you want to go there, but you want to go there and do well and, and try to win and survive in advance. So, uh, you know, we got a couple of days to get ourselves ready and see what happens. Chris, you obviously won the coach of the year uh, in the Big Ten, and not a surprise given the way you guys were picked before the season began. Not much expected from Northwestern this year. You've been a good team basically from, from jump. What has been the difference? Why did people underestimate you? Obviously, you have guys leave the program. Everyone worries about it. Um, but what has been the secret sauce? Yeah, I just think how connected, you know, our guys have been. And, you know, I think if you look in college basketball, too, um, if you have elite guard play, uh, it, it'll give you a chance. So, I mean, for us, we've had elite guard play, you know, Boo Booey and Chase Audige as, as senior guards who have been four-year starters have, you know, they played at an all-conference level. You know, Boo was a first-teamer, Chase a second. Chase was defensive player of the year in the conference. You know, those guys have kind of really led the way. The other guys have filled their roles and start in their roles, you know, around those two guys. And then you couple that with uh, strong defense. You know, I mean, if, if you can be elite defensively, it'll give you a chance to be competitive because you can stay in games and, and hopefully, um, you know, muck out some close ones, which we were able to do throughout the course of the year. So, you know, I, I think the combination of, of a really strong defensive unit with elite guards, um, you know, kind of gave us that opportunity to be there. And we won a lot of close games and we built confidence and we went out on the road and won some games, which continue to build confidence. And our guys believe, you know, it was uh, obviously coming into the year, a lot of negativity, a lot of naysayers coming in. But but the great part about our team is we really didn't listen to it. You know, we we got together. We, we felt like we had enough. We had a lot of veterans we felt confident coming into the year and we just said, Hey, let's, let's let our play do the talking. And, and it's really fun to see these guys who stayed the course and stayed with us and are, are now reaping the rewards of, of being able to get back to the tournament. Along those lines, Chris, I mean, you look at Northwestern power five school with, with senior backcourt. You don't see that anymore. Guys mm -hmm. who, if they're going to stay at a program, uh, they, when things get tough, they take off because they're looking for something better, and that's understandable in the 
age of the transfer portal. But I guess when you look at Audition, you look at Boo Booey, what kept them in Evanston? How difficult was it to recruit your own guys going through some of your tough times? Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you know you're struggling to get over the hump, you know, for for us, have a couple of losing seasons in a row, especially with this group, and especially last year, you know, we we felt like we had a team that was good enough to get there, and we just didn't get the job done. You know, tons of close losses, and it, it can be frustrating for a player because you want to win and you want to be a part of it. But um, you know, I just think their loyalty to our to the program, their belief and stay in the course. Uh, I think even though we didn't get all, you know, they felt like they were getting better. Um, they felt like we were getting closer and, you know, they believed in us. They believed in our coaches. They believed in what we could do. They believed in each other. And to me, it's just a, it's an unbelievable example of, of how, when you do stay the course and you stick with it and you keep fighting, you know, we're in such an instant gratification world now where, you know, okay, it's got to happen now or else it's never going to happen. And, you know, sometimes it's even more rewarding when you got to go through some stuff, you know, and you got to figure it out and you got to get knocked to the pe- pavement and, and you, you dust yourself off and you get back up and you keep fighting and you get to the other side. So those two guys are, are unbelievable examples of that and couldn't be prouder of, of what they've done, not only for themselves, but also for the program. It, it's great to be in the tournament. I know that it's great to be a seven seed is it great to travel to Sacramento? Is that uh, <laughs> is that a downside to the whole thing or not? Well, there's no downside. I mean, when you when you're in the NCAA tournament, you're on cloud nine. So uh, I mean, you'd go you'd go overseas if you needed to. But uh, <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, being closer to home would would be the best. Um, but that's what the highest seats get rewards for. I mean, that's the ones, twos, threes, and fours. You know, they get rewarded for, for a great regular season and they kind of get the close to home sites when when you're in the back half, um, you know, you, you kind of are, are you can go anywhere. So we went west last time, went to Utah. I tell you what, there was purple everywhere. You know, when we were in Salt Lake, it made it feel like home and, and hopefully uh, the Northwestern family and and. And and uh, and fan base can can make the trek out to Sacramento and support us on Thursday. Got a kick out of seeing you accept the Big Ten Coach of the Year award, or at least be notified by your staff. And they yeah, had yeah. you caught you off guard in your office. And Brian James still around, and certainly Chris Lowry, great addition this year, won the Howard Moore Assistant Coach of the Year. And Bryant McIntosh, who I think is an interesting addition because he was on that team in 2017. Now he plays a role. You know, on your staff, how valuable is he this week in terms of sharing his experiences and making sure that there's that sort of, uh, you know, that guy that can relate to what these players are going through? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, staff is everything, and and we have a, a fantastic staff, and what the, our staff has done this year with our players has been amazing. You know, um, the time they spent, obviously, player development, skill development, film help preparing with game plans, all those things. I think we have a really good dynamic. We have a couple veterans, like you said, Brian James, who was my high school coach at Glenbrook North and spent almost 20 years in the NBA and, you know, has been my right-hand man for, for all 10 years here and, and has done an unbelievable job. Chris, Chris Lowry, who's, you know, head man at Southern Illinois, took them to the, to the tournament and, and had a lot of success with Coach Weber at Kansas State the last two, 10 years. Um, but then two young guys, you know, you mentioned Bryant McIntosh. I have Taylor Battle, who's an all-Big Ten player at Penn State. You know, he took Penn State to the tournament in 2011. Bryant took us to the tournament in 2017. 
you know, I think for the players to see a couple younger guys who were kind of the lead guys to, to take programs that don't necessarily go all the time, you know, to NCAA tournament appearances, they can be great mentors and role models for our players. Um, although sometimes in practice they can still play. So I, I don't like it because they're running circles around our guys. So <laughs> I tell those two guys, man, like, can you let up a little bit? I know, I know you guys are competitive, but let's, uh, let's keep our guys confidence up. But, you know, having Brian on my staff has been special. He he's, you know, was the point guard who took uh, the first team. He was in my first recruiting class that one of the first guys, uh, you know, to say, man, I, I want to be a part of this. I believe in your vision. So to have him there, he played for me. He played here. You know, it's just this unbelievable resource for our players, you know, as they're going through the same things he went through. I got to break out the T-shirt. I had the T-shirt from 2017. I'll be wearing <laughs> it when you guys uh, play at Sacramento. And, and and after you beat Boise, you get UCLA. You got to get used to oh, them because you'll be facing them now for uh, the rest of your life, right? They're coming to the conference. It's just the Big Ten has been great this year. Everybody beating up on everyone. Were you pleased with uh, the way that uh, the, the conference was rewarded? Yeah, I mean, I, I just thought our league top to bottom. I, I've been now a part of the league for 10 years, which is amazing for me to even say that. It feels like it was yesterday I was walking into year one. But, you know, I'm not sure, you know, from top to bottom, there's been the amount of parity. I mean, you had Purdue that – you know, won the game by three, uh, won the league by three games and, and obviously proved themselves to be the best team. But then two through, you know, maybe 13, um, it was any, it was any given night. And we saw that in the big 10 tournament. I mean, it was just whoever played better on that night, you know, you just tried to survive because you knew you were going to be in for it. Really good environments you were playing in really good teams, great coaches. So to see us come away with eight bids, I, I was disappointed. I thought Rutgers was worthy. You know, obviously, I thought Michigan and and um, and Wisconsin were worthy, really good teams as well. But uh, I, I definitely thought Rutgers, you know, should have gone. I was disappointed to see them not get in, invited. But you know, to have eight teams, you know, hopefully the experiences, hopefully we didn't beat each other up too much during the during the grind of the twenty games, and and that we each have a little bit of. You know, a lot's been made of the Big Ten's lack of success in the NCAA tournament. So I know that's something all of us are taking hard, and and as we go in you know, to go in to, to show that our league was really strong and, and hopefully have a great showing this year. Chris, the indelible image of the season, Purdue on the court. After you beat them, you with your son, Ryan, the ball boy, yeah. a manager of your team. Can you put into words what this has meant to you personally because of what you overcame and where you were picked and where you are now? Yeah, I just think it's, uh, it's, it's special. You know, for me, you guys probably remember I was – when my dad was coaching the Bulls back in the mid eighties, I was, I was a ball boy and I was down on the court for all those games. And, you know, to be able to go over to him after big wins and give him a big hug and walk off the floor with him was, was something that was always special for me, you know, having my son now be a part of our program with us every day and, and, and go through the highs and lows. Uh, You know, I don't think people fully understand how much of a family, you know, uh, deal that, you know, being in sports is, you know, it's such a public thing. So wins and losses are magnified and, you know, the, the people that are supporting you are living and dying, 
every second with you. So to be able to share the, the positive moments <clears throat> is, is very rewarding and, and very fun. And it's just been great. You know, it's every, every ride. I mean, it's very rare in life where everything is just smooth all, all, all across the board. You know, you, you go through times when things are high, you go through times when you struggle and you know, the, you just keep fighting, you know, that's, that's how I've kind of been raised. That's what I've always kind of done is, you know, you, you just keep getting back up, you keep fighting, you keep, you keep trying to figure it out. And, you know, for this group to kind of take on that personality this year and, and to come through and win 21 games and 12 conference wins and, and become a seven seed in the tournament is, it's just been a, a really fun journey with these guys. And, and I'm excited to lead them into the postseason now and see if we can add on to it. Thanks a ton, Coach. Great catching up with you. Good luck, Chris. Awesome, guys. Appreciate you guys. That is Coach Collins, Northwestern, back in the tournament. You know, they 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 had a rough end of the year. They lost three or four to close the year, but let's hope they get on a Back nice out west. Here. Yeah. Shipping them out west. Right. Sacramento on Thursday playing Boise State. And then they'll have UCLA. Maybe that kid's still hurt. Maybe, uh, who knows? Maybe the Cats are the big surprise team. God bless them. That's good stuff. 312-644-6767. Mully and Hall on the score. Walker remains in the gun. Three-man rush. Takes the snap. Drops back. Rolls to his left. He's flushed. Loads up. Airs it deep downfield for DJ Moore. Behind his man. Oh, oh he got it. Yeah. He caught the ball. <laughs> DJ Moore oh. caught the ball. How did that happen? Oh, my goodness. Touchdown, Carolina. This is amazing. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Touchdown Carolina. Those will be Chicago Bears touchdowns next year because DJ Moore, part of the package in the big trade. We decided to welcome in Frank Garcia. He, of course, the former Panther Center, now an analyst with W uh, uh, WFNZ in Charlotte and uh, Frank joins us now on the score hotline, which of course is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Frank, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Well, I, how is the trade received in Charlotte? Is there a fanfare and parade? How do they, how do the, uh, the Panthers fans feel the, uh, the, the Panthers did in this deal? I think there's a uh, kind of mixed emotions, you know, here in Charlotte, uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, this, uh, the decision to uh, move up number one, I think there's some people that feel like uh, it was a necessary evil uh, in order to be great. You have to take risks and this is a risk that the Panthers are willing to take. And they found a guy that they think can make them better. And I think back in, uh, you know, a couple months ago when they let uh, Steve Wilkes uh, go and hired Frank Reich, the Panthers uh, brass kind of showed, their hand a little bit in the direction in which they were going to go uh, when they hired Frank Reich. And uh, I think uh, if you had kind of, uh, you know, any ability to kind of understand what was going to happen, it was going to be a, you know, picking a a quarterback. And uh, the Panthers decided that they wanted to move up because of uh, the potential of getting the guy they wanted. But I think the caveat is uh, DJ Moore. I think, uh, you know, they understand the the draft picks, but uh, they're a little upset because we're kind of left with empty cupboards uh, when you let a guy like Moore go. What are D.J. Moore's strengths, and why were the Panthers willing to trade him? 
You know, DJ Moore is a really good player. I don't think he's a bona fide number one. I think he was forced to play that role here with the Panthers. I think he's a great number two, and he's going to, uh, you know, be a guy that is uh, pretty consistent. Um, you know, unfortunately, at times uh, he you, you lose him in a game. He 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 hasn't really had the ability to take over and um, you know just uh, dominate a game. You know, like you would expect a number one to do. But I think what he really does well is once he gets that ball in his hands, he, his run after the catch ability. He's strong. Uh, he's he's a hard nosed guy. He's going to stick it up in there and he's going to get you the yards you need. So. Um, he, he has a, a little drops problem at times, you know, concentration. But I think when he's when he's focused and he's uh, in tune, you know, with everything going on, uh, he he can he can be a really really good asset for you for your Bears. Yeah, you know, I, I think that um, what's interesting yeah. is you look at the collection of quarterbacks that he played w- uh, f- with in Charlotte, and you wonder yeah. if his numbers could be even better. And you know. Cam Newton had a great career. He he was the ghost of Cam Newton. You know, looking at the guys they used last year, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, whoever was throwing to him, it just seems like there's potential there for him to be even better. Yeah, and, um, you know, that, that's, a, that's a good argument to make. But, uh, you know, does the receiver make the quarterback? Does the quarterback make the receiver? Does the guy has to get open or does the quarterback throw the guy open? Um, you know, at the end of the day, um, the connection wasn't there. So I guess it's a little bit of both uh, when, when you look at it. You know, guys running wide open, you know, every quarterback in the league is going to be able to hit them. You know, you can also argue the offensive scheme wasn't great here. So, um, you know, that's another thing that, uh, you know, is going to maybe benefit him and, you know, with a, a young quarterback, you know, going in there, you know, to the Bears. But, you know, as we all know, it gets windy out there and uh, the conditions are tough. And I think what really makes him a good asset, you can throw him a five-yard pass, he can turn it into a 25-yard play. And uh, I think that's one of the things that really attracted the Bears with him is that, you know, you don't have to throw the deep balls to get to get him the ball and, or get him involved. You can hand him the ball. He's kind of that that uh, version of, you know, what you use with Christian McCaffrey or, you know, Debo Samuel even. You know, he could put him in the backfield as well. And he's just a, a gadget that you can kind of utilize all over the field. And he's a uh, defensive coordinator, coordinator's nightmare. Frank, conventional wisdom says a team won't give up what the Panthers gave up to move up to number one unless they have a quarterback in mind, somebody they might be fixated on. Is that C.J. Stroud? Is it somebody else? Do you think they could move the pick? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you, I don't think you, you know, trade away the farm to uh, not pick at that position. You don't, you don't, you don't. You know, you don't leverage your entire draft or you know, your future of your organization, um, you know, to gain more picks. Uh, I, I think you you have a guy in mind, and I think you understood that uh, there were several teams that were going to be looking for that. And you know, I think Young and Moore uh, and uh, uh, Stroud are, are both really, really good players. But I know this about the NFL: it's bigger, faster, stronger. And typically, when you're drafted number one overall, it's going to be the bigger, better athlete, the bigger, stronger, more physically gifted athlete. I think Young has a great upside and a lot of opportunity, but he's a smaller guy. Uh, Stroud's a bigger guy, and the game he had against Georgia, he was the best player on the field. And that Georgia team was a a bona fide, you know, a JV NFL, you know, team. And um, Stroud beat them. Uh, if, if it had been for the kicker, he put them in position to win that game. And I think that's going to be what drafts him number one. And finally, Frank, and I appreciate your time. I'm just curious when you think about that Carolina team, you know, trading 
Christian McCaffrey and now DJ Moore, if you have a rookie quarterback running the show, are they anticipating a, a difficult season? Do you think how how quickly can they get good with a with a rookie? Doesn't it take a year or two from your experience? Yeah, I mean look, the South is so bad, guys. I mean it, it really yeah. is. Uh, you know, it's it's still a wide open league, and I think a young quarterback. You know, I think Reich is going to you know kind of wean him into it a little bit. Um, you know, but the good news is is they have a strong running game. Their offensive line is going to be back. Um, I think they got better as the year went on. Uh, their defense is, is okay. I think they really needed some upgrades at the defensive tackle and, you know, maybe one more rusher and then the you know, linebacker position. But, um, you know, when healthy, this is a pretty competitive team in the South. I'm not saying they're, you know, they're, they're going to compete, uh, you know, for championships by any stretch of the imagination as we speak today. But, you know, if you get a guy like Stroud, you, you, get, you have a good solid running game, you, you draft a tight end, uh, you get a veteran wide receiver, maybe a guy like Cleland. You guys have seen a lot of him in Minnesota. Um, you, you surround him with veteran players, and you and you build from within. And I think that's the way the Panthers are going to go. Frank Reich's a good friend. Um, you know, I, I played with him. I know know him very well. I, I think he understands those that it takes a little time, um, you know, to build this. And I think that uh, that's kind of the direction he's going to go. Frank, thanks a ton. Really appreciate it. Take thanks, care. Frank. Yep, you guys take it easy and the uh, Bears. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hope. That's Frank Garcia, the former uh, Panther center and uh, a guy that does a lot of analysts. And basically what you were asking, and I think what he was saying is, boy, the Panthers could be really bad. We want to know how bad because yeah. if they're the worst team in the league, that's really yeah. something the Bears could get behind. It's a, it could be an exceptionally high <laughs> yeah, pick. It could be. I was hinting at that, yeah. but I didn't want to flat out say it. I know what you're saying. No Malecki on anyone. I know. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. It's Mully and Hodge, Chicago Sports Radio six seven. It's gone. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.